Welcome to Mind Speak. I'm your host, Holly Higgins, a hypnotherapist and holistic mental health nerd. And I'm here to help you use the power of your mind to become happier, healthier, and more of who you really are. Let's dive in. I have to tell you something. I am in the doghouse. My podcast is really, really mad at me because I forgot it's birthday. <laughs> Last Thursday, I had a long day. I was driving home. I was looking at the full moon and I realized, oh my gosh, I launched MindSpeak one year ago. Today is MindSpeak's birthday. And MindSpeak was like, Thanks for forgetting about me. I guess I'm not that important to you. <laughs> anyway, I can't believe that I managed to overlook that, but I'm acknowledging it now. Happy birthday, Mind Speak, and congratulations to me for one year of podcasting. That's a big deal. And I wanted to talk about that today. It got me reflecting, as birthdays tend to do, on everything that's changed in the last year. It got me reflecting on how I was so afraid to start this podcast, and I did it anyway, and there were some really tangible truths that I came to that I realize apply in life whether you are a podcaster or not. And everyone that I've ever worked with, whether it was in a capacity for nutrition or mindset I really think that everyone I've ever worked with, regardless of their goals, has what I call an unsung song of the heart. So a song in your heart that you are afraid to sing, something in your life that you are afraid to do. I believe we all have these unsung songs, unsung songs, that is very hard to say. <laughs> I believe we all have these unsung songs that we carry around in our heart. And if we don't sing these songs, if we don't do the things that we feel called to do, I think that this is one of the greatest contributors to depression and anxiety. When we feel called towards something and we deny that calling over and over and over, that dims our light, that keeps us from expanding. And I believe that suppression of what we want and what we are called to is a huge underlying contributor to health issues of all kinds. So as you listen to this episode today, whether you have any interest in starting a podcast or not, maybe you do, I want you to listen through the lens of what is the thing that you want to do, but you are afraid to do it, whether that is starting a business, taking up painting, moving across the country, starting a new career. What is the thing that your heart is calling you to do that you are terrified to do? Listen through that lens for yourself, and you are going to walk away with some great tips by the end of this episode. I've shared about it a little bit before, but in case you didn't know, I was absolutely terrified to start this podcast. I had the idea to start this podcast at least a year before I started it, if not 
a year and a half, two years, but I dragged my feet and I dragged my feet and I hid behind all of these excuses. Like I won't be able to figure out the tech and that seems complicated. And I had this big thing of who am I to start a podcast? Because it felt safe and comfortable to share on Instagram and other places that I shared. But having a podcast, it just seemed to be super duper official because anybody can go on Instagram stories and rant for 10 minutes. But to actually create a podcast and stick to a schedule implies a certain amount of discipline and a certain confidence and like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I have a podcast. And that just intimidated the crap out of me. And then I also had all these other fears of, What if I run out of things to say? Like, what if I just run out of topic ideas? And what if people criticize me? And what if I have a guest on the show who goes wild and, you know, runs their mouth and and then all the trolls come out? I just, you name the rabbit hole, I probably went down it. (laughs) If there was something to be afraid of in terms of the world of podcasting, I had probably figured out why I should be afraid of it. And so I dragged my feet and dragged my feet. And by the time I finally launched this podcast, it felt really good and I was proud of it. But I had worked through so many fears by the time I launched MindSpeak. And to be honest with you, some of those fears have come true. I have had to face some of those fears head on. But guess what? I did it and I didn't die and I'm still alive and I've learned a lot by having the opportunity to work through those things. And when I sat down and thought about it, there's really five core takeaways from my year of podcasting that I'd like to pass on to you that you can use in terms of creative endeavors or goals of any kind, really. And the first lesson that I want to pass on, this applies to so many things, is be flexible with the streak. And when I talk about the streak, the streak is being on a roll with things. So for me, I really, really wanted to put out one podcast a week for at least a year. I was inspired by Brooke Castillo, who has a podcast called The Life Coach School. A lot of you probably know her. She talks a lot about how she has this unshakable commitment, and she has for a long time of putting out at least one episode a week. And so I said, I am going to do that. I'm going to put out one episode a week, no matter what. I am not backing out of this. I am committed. I am going to have my streak of one episode a week. And we do this with all sorts of goals. We do this with our healthy eating plans, with our exercise plans. We really love and we thrive off of the momentum of commitment. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's good to be committed. It's good to have momentum. But when we are committed to that streak and we turn it into an all or nothing thing, We can very quickly have shame and experience shame when we have a slip off and we go off of our plan or we go off of our streak or we mess up and oh no, my perfect little schedule, 
that I was sticking to is somehow not perfect anymore. How did I let this happen? I'm such a failure. Nobody can relate to that, right? You've never been obsessed with being on a streak or being upset with yourself when you go off of your streak. You can't relate to that, right? (laughs) Well, I did not commit to that year-long streak. I mean, no one gave me the memo, hey, in 2020, there's going to be this global apocalypse and it's really going to throw you off your game, so you might want to change your plans. No one gave me that heads up or fair warning, but still, I didn't commit to that streak. I think this is going to be episode 34, and I told myself by this time I would have 52 episodes. I don't. I have 34 episodes. But let me tell you, I am so glad I have these 34 episodes instead of zero episodes. I took about three and a half, four months off right after COVID hit. You know, I did an episode about that a while back. I was just a hot mess after COVID hit. I was trying to ground myself and figure out what is this world I'm living in now? And I really felt like there was nothing in my cup that I could pour from. And so I decided, I took a long time thinking about it, and I decided, you know what? The podcast is going on pause. I don't even know if I'm coming back to the podcast. I don't know what's happening. And I am going to let that be okay. And it's really taught me a lot about this need to be on a streak, this need to be on a roll. I mean, I've experienced that in so many different areas of my life with my health journey, and I've guided a lot of clients through this need, this feeling like we have to be on a streak, we have to be all or nothing. But the truth is, is that we don't have to be all or nothing in any area of our life. And you will always, always, always be proud that you did something instead of nothing. Like when I look back at these 34 episodes, there's that part of my brain that really wants to say, yeah, but it's supposed to be 52. You backed out on your promise. But then I just quiet that voice and I say, no, you know what? I am really proud of these 34 episodes and these 34 episodes have helped so many people make incredible changes in their life. And honestly, I'm glad that it's not 52 episodes. I'm glad that I got to learn that lesson about the streak and that lesson that it's better to do something than nothing at all. It's better to shoot for the moon of, okay, I'm going to do one episode a week and then fall down and bust my butt and get back up and keep going. I think that's taught me more than doing 52 episodes in a row ever could have. And that leads me right into lesson two, which is know when to kick your own ass and know when to be kind to yourself. This reminds me of a post that I did on Instagram a while back that says, self-compassion is not contradictory with calling your own BS. So in all areas of our lives, We have to find that balance between self-compassion and gentleness and letting ourselves rest and letting ourselves off the hook. We have to find the balance between that and being a little bit hard on ourselves, knowing when to push ourselves 
And this is never cut and dry. (laughs) If you're looking for the cut and dry answer of, Holly, when should I be hard on myself and when should I kick my own butt versus when should I show myself more tenderness and more compassion? I think that that is something we have to learn for ourselves over time. And that takes practice and that takes making those decisions and learning when those approaches work, when those approaches don't work. And I ultimately think we just have to make those decisions over and over and over again. And then our intuition muscle becomes stronger and we are able to discern whenever we're shitting ourselves versus no, I truly need rest. I truly need a break. I really need to take it easy on myself. Or if I don't, I'm going to be on the verge of burnout. There were times like earlier this year when COVID hit where if I were to continue doing this podcast and like churning out episodes, that would have been a huge disservice to me and my needs and my energy. And ultimately, it would have been a huge disservice to you because you guys would have been getting crap episodes. (laughs) So I am so, so glad I took the break that I did. But I've also had the experience over my year of podcasting of just needing to kick my own butt a little bit. Sometimes I will get wrapped up in a busy week and it would be so easy for me to say, oh, I'm just going to skip this week's episode and I'll, you know, I'll get to that next week. But I'm able to have that discernment between, "Mm, you just need to push yourself a little bit today. Go record that episode And then recording the episode and being so glad that I did, I'm able to have discernment between that and when I truly need a break. And I think as a skill, this is so, so important to cultivate in your life because it truly is a balance and we really do need both skills. If we're always pushing ourselves to the brink and never letting ourselves off the hook, Our work is going to suffer. Our mental health is going to suffer. Lots and lots of things are going to suffer. So I encourage you to play with that in your own life, whether it's with habits that you're cultivating or projects that you're committed to. Learning how to trust that muscle of discernment between is it time to give myself more love and compassion and rest or is it time to kick my own butt? There is a time and a place for both. Lesson number three, your work will make you cringe. Do it anyway. I had this realization. I was thinking about that very famous Alfred Lord Tennyson quote where he says, "'Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all." And I was thinking, you know, it's the same for the creative process as it is for love. And I came up with my own spin of that quote, which is, it's better to create and cringe than to never create at all. It's better to create and cringe than to never create at all. Here's the thing. If you have something that you want to create, if you have a goal Or let's say you are in the arena of love and you want to start dating. If you are going after something big and bold that your heart yearns for, I guarantee you that you are going to have some cringe-worthy moments 
along the way. I can look back on this podcast and I could pick out certain episodes and I could tell you, you know, I really wish I never said this or I wish I didn't say it like that. I wish I said it like this or, you know, that wasn't my favorite guest. I'm not sure if I'd invite them on again. All in all, I love this podcast. I'm super proud of what I've done. But I also have some cringe moments. I have cringe moments all over my life. But if we stop ourselves from ever doing anything because we're so afraid of the cringe moments, then we're not going to have anything to be proud of. We're not going to have anything where we're like, yes, look at what I did. Look at how I contributed. Look at what came of that. This is amazing. In order to achieve that level for ourselves, in order to go after our dreams, we have to be willing to fall on our face. We have to be willing to cringe. (laughs) So whatever it is that you want to do that you are currently not doing, cringing is the currency for what you want. You have to be willing to cringe your way to the good stuff. If you're unwilling to cringe, you're never going to get to the good stuff. But I promise you, it is so, so, so worth it. Cringe. Go find all sorts of things to cringe about. Just get all the cringe out of your system. And then you'll find those little nuggets along the way of, oh, I'm pretty proud of that thing. I'm glad I did that thing. Lesson number four. Your work will be misinterpreted. Do your work anyway. You could also translate this into your decisions will be misinterpreted. Your dreams will be misinterpreted. For example, when I first started out on my health journey and I made dietary changes, I changed the way I was eating, people loved to comment on why they thought I was doing that and what they thought of my choices. People loved to misinterpret my intentions and everything that I was doing. And I'm like, y'all, I'm just trying to eat a salad back off. Basically, anytime you do something out of the ordinary, anytime you do something that breaks the mold, people are going to notice and they are going to have things to say about it. And sometimes that comes in the form of criticism. So my greatest fear came true. I launched this podcast and I have gotten some criticism for some of the things I've said on this show. And people have written to me and said, I didn't like this guest and I didn't like that guest and I didn't like this episode. And did you actually know that? Like I've had to deal with all of that. But I've gotten hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more DMs and comments and messages about how this show has profoundly helped people. And that's why I keep showing up and doing it. Even when I get the stingy comment, even when I get the thing that makes me want to cringe and hide and never come back to the microphone, I still keep coming back to the microphone because I know that the trade-off is when you do the math, there's a lot more people that I am going to be able to help by speaking my truth. And there is a lot more people that you will be able to impact in some way or another by following your authentic path, 
whether that means creating something or moving across the country or starting a new job or asking for a raise, whatever your heart is calling you to do, when you have the bravery to step up and do that, you are going to be living as a larger expression of yourself. And when you are living from that place, you cannot help but impact people in a positive way. Which leads me to number five. You have no idea how you might help people, so it's selfish to hold back. I want you to think about whatever you have identified in listening to this episode, whatever you have identified as that thing that I really want to do, but I'm still not doing it. Even if that seems purely selfish, from your perspective right now, it seems purely selfish. Like, I really want to work on my health. You never know where that is going to lead you. That was me many years ago. I just wanted to work on my health. I just wanted to feel better. Oops, I made a career out of it. Now I help other people do the same. I'm not saying that you have to do that if you're in a place where you want to work on your health. But what I'm trying to say is I believe that whenever you follow the calling of your heart, especially when it's big and scary and your mind wants to give you all these reasons why you can't do it, it's never just you that benefits, even if it feels selfish. Everybody around you benefits too. And so if you are holding back, if you are saying, oh, I can't do this thing, I'm not cut out for it, it's not for me, you're robbing the world of your gifts. I've said this before on the podcast, you are robbing the world of the world getting to enjoy the fullest expression of you and you have no idea how that's going to ripple out and how you might help people. You might be telling yourself, I want to put this dumb little PDF together, but I really don't think it's going to help anybody. What if it helps five people? What if it changes five people's lives? At the end of the day, it's worth it. You have no idea how you following your dreams is going to help people. So it's selfish to hold back. I wish I could rewind time to 2018 Holly, who was terrified to start this podcast and show her some of the DMs I've gotten. Look, this person completely decluttered their house because they heard the episode with Shira. Look, this person completely got their finances together because they started working with Darcy. Look, this person no longer struggles with PMDD because they heard the episode with Natalie and they did RTT around their PMDD. Look, this person got over the hump of imposter syndrome because you talked about imposter syndrome. If I could go back in time as me right now and show 2018 Holly the lives that she's impacted, I'd light a fire under my butt and, oh, maybe I better go start that podcast now. And then maybe I'd have 52 episodes by now, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) My point is, if you're dragging your feet, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's the biggest takeaway I can give you after one year of podcasting. That's it for today's episode. I do have something exciting coming up that I want you to know about. 
Faiza. She is at Talk with Faiza on Instagram invited me to be a part of her summit that is going to be amazing. Her summit is called It Starts With You, and it's all about holistic mental health and personal empowerment and taking steps along your healing journey. Dr. Nicole LaPera is going to be a part of this summit too, so I'm really, really excited to hear her conversation. If you want to listen to my talk, My talk is all about the subconscious mind and how that plays a role in achieving our goals and walking down our path, how, you know, we can have subconscious roadblocks, how to work with the subconscious. We dive really deep into that topic. So if you want to listen to that conversation between me and Faiza, we had so much fun talking today. Head to the link in my show notes. I will link you up to get registered for the summit so you can hear my talk. You can hear Dr. Nicole's talk. I'll also be promoting this via my email newsletter and on Instagram. So you'll be able to catch it there as well. But I highly encourage you to sign up. There's going to be some amazing speakers at this summit. And like I said, I just had such a fun conversation with Faiza. And at the end of our talk, I lead you through a guided three-step process to help you understand and overcome subconscious roadblocks. So if you want to experience that guided process with me, learn more about the steps that I recommend for working with subconscious roadblocks on your own. Like I said, tools like hypnotherapy and emotional freedom technique these things are wonderful. Obviously, I am a huge advocate advocate for them. Otherwise, I would not be practicing what I practice. But if you want some amazing DIY tools, definitely get registered for the It Starts With You Summit and listen to my conversation with Faiza. Again, I will link that up in the show notes. But until next week, go believe in you. I do. I do.